On this episode of Quantum Week, it's June 25th through July 1st, 2006. Welcome to Quantum Week. I'm Matt. I'm Chris. Quantum Week is a show in which Chris and I leap into a random week of a random year, and we talk about movies and music and headlines and stories, and uh, we are in June, July uh, 2006 with Superman Returns, and Do I Make You Proud? Yeah, last week in June in 2006, um, yeah, we're talking Superman Returns, uh, directed by Brian Singer, which is a odd- This is all odd. There's a lot of odd here. Yeah, there is. Um, Let's get right into this. So- uh, so this movie is basically the sequel to Superman 2. Right. It goes 1, 2, and then this. So they kind of disregard 3, 4, three Supergirl, four. whatever. And Supergirl, yes. Yeah. Well, Supergirl, right. yes. So, if, right, if, right, yeah. If that counts. It's, it's I true. Know. I guess it is in that universe because yeah. it's actually the same thing Jimmy Olsen in that. Is so, okay. Uh, 3 and 4, which is the Richard Pryor one, and then the 4 is the Quest for Peace one. Yeah. And then Supergirl the one. with Faye Dunaway, that does not exist in, in this in this universe yeah, anymore, I guess. Right. And it goes, you know, one, one, two, and then this one. Uh, so in the second Superman, in Superman two, does he fight Lex Luthor again? Yeah, it's Lex he Luthor, does. and uh, but it's mostly the those three guys from Krypton, General right. Zod. Okay. Two, yeah. Right. Which but, is but actually Hackman is in that movie though. Man of Steel. That's that's the those are the the um yeah the first Man of Steel Superman reboot. Yes. They they bring go back after Zod, Zod and all that stuff. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Because um, the Prism, I remember. What's that? The, like the prism that he right, tracks that, like, him in. That, yeah. Like, yeah, it's almost like a record album. It's like a yeah. spin track. <laughs> um, so just just for like so Superman once I'll call it the 1978 Superman. Yes, yeah, so is Christopher Reeves one of Christopher Reeves? Yes, but, Reeves. But 197, but he's also two. But yeah. anyway, so Superman one 1978 version is maybe it, it's my like top 25 movie for me. Like I love that movie like to an insane degree. It's a good movie. I love it. Like it's yeah. a great movie for me. It's it's one of the the best epics of any uh, 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 like a true sprawling epic uh that that i really really enjoy and i really yeah. I really 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 love that movie superman 2 is good i don't love it as much um it had that had a lot of production issues hopefully one day mm. we'll hit that and we can talk about that more yeah and then you have this one obviously which is now what 25 years after superman Way 2 later, yeah um and uh you know obviously all new cast and all, all new director sure um I think the basic idea of trying to do another sequel is incredibly poor. You think that's a bad move? You think they should have just rebooted from the start? Should just end a reboot. This this yeah. doesn't work. Um, you know, you're trying to capture I so like you know Christopher Reeve and Margot Kidder like flying through the, that's like iconic. Yes, absolutely. It's film. Yeah, that's like, we just we just watched Interview with the Vampire. Right, and that has a shot of super, you know Christopher Reeve flying. Yep. You know, like it's an iconic. Yeah. So now you're replacing these iconic actors with. You know, either unknowns, unknowns. yeah, you know, Brandon Routh, who no one knew he was, and Kate Bosworth, who was a mild film star. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember um, where she was from. She was young then; she was like she's twenty-two. In a movie called Boo Crush. I think. Oh, she was a surfer. That, I think. I never yeah, saw that. yeah. I mean, like she, you know, we're not you know kids' movies. Kind of, I think, but I think she just wasn't. She's was a young actress. Yeah, you know, right. Was, you know, it wasn't like you know she was an Oscar nominee or anything like that. So you know, you're replacing you know, and I guess the idea was that Margot Kidder and Christopher Reeve were both unknowns. So it was kind of more the idea. I suppose. Yeah, that's um, right. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't work. And it doesn't so, work also because the direction is different. He's trying to capture the magic of those Richard Donner movies. I know part mm. two has a different director yeah. because Donner got fired halfway through. It's very complicated. I don't want to get into Superman 2 stuff. That's a that's whole, that's a yeah. whole day, day from another day. But Richard Donner directed most of that movie and certainly directed one. And this movie's a love letter to Superman 1. It's like a carbon copy at times. Yeah. 
And it's like, well, why not just watch Superman one? Right. Like, Without the CGI. Right. <laughs> and with, and with Christopher Reeve, who we know and love. Right. Yeah, exactly. And you know, with Richard Donner directing it, who, you know, like why not, why not just go watch, like the whole time I watched him, I was like, Oh, I kind of just wish I was watching the 1978 Superman. Like, why am I watching? And see, even the plot was kind of the same. Like in this one, yeah. Lex Luthor wants to basically build an Island where the East coast used to be and destroy the East coast. Right. And then use that island for very, uh, like uh, he'll, want, he'll have great real estate power. Exactly. Because he'll own all this land, which A, the land that he makes is completely barren. Exactly. And it's useless it's land. Awful land. Useless. And B, that is the same, basically same exact plot he had in Superman 1. Yeah, because they were going to cut off like San Andreas Fault, right? right? They were going to blow that out. And so what happened? Oh, so oh they bought all the seal. land in Nevada. Ah, that's what it was. And uh, like, right. yeah. And then he had a whole new Pacific coast. Yep. And then he owned all that land, which is a much more fun and interesting plot. Sure. Than, cre- than, than growing from this nothing. weird land. Land and, and that's like, How did he know it would create that? I mean, I know he had that test with. That's the thing. But like, how do you know what you're going to end up with? That was the thing with the crystals. How do you know how these things are going to react? They're a power source and they grow organic matter and they grow dirt and soil. Like, I didn't understand that at all. And how did he understand any of that? It didn't make sense. It was terrible. And. and- yeah. You're, you're gonna, you're gonna, like, you've got, uh, um, you've got, uh, what's the guy's name who was in, um, oh, Harold and Kumar go yeah, Cal to Pen. Cal Pen, right. You're, you're telling me this thing is an incredible source of power and you're just going to chisel off a little piece of it yeah. and not be worried that it's going to blow your fucking face off. I didn't like none of this made sense. There was it, a lot that didn't make sense. It's a lot that didn't make sense. And they seemed though the main focus of this movie really seemed to be to honor Superman 1978. Yeah. It's the whole, like the score, even the score score is very reminiscent. It is you have same. a lot of the same themes. Yeah. The theme is exactly the same. Yeah, it is. And yeah, yeah. it's exactly, it's John Williams theme. They yeah. actually had to credit him for it. Yeah. And then throughout there's the other score, but then the other score will mix in John Williams. Absolutely. Theme. Yep. And Brian Singer's gone on record saying he wouldn't have made this film if he didn't get the rights for John Williams score mm. for the theme. And I, okay. So the Superman theme is my favorite theme ever. I think it's the best theme in any movie ever. That, that it's the best piece of orchestrated music, in my opinion, any movie ever is Superman theme. Okay. Yeah. As much as I love the theme, yeah. the idea that you wouldn't make a movie because of it yeah, is fucking insane. That, yeah, that's insane. It should be 1% of the movie, not fucking all or what nothing. We, like, and yeah. then, you know, and then they have the Marlon Brando, which which I actually thought was kind of a neat touch. That was a neat touch. Um, you know, because the voice is so iconic if you grew yeah. up with that movie. And it's not, obviously it's not his best performance. But if you grew up with the Superman in 1978, you know that voice. It, it was like, you know, it was on HBO all the time. You just kind of grew up with it. But then you couldn't honor the other, but then it also reminded you that, oh, that's right. Christopher Reeve and Margaret Kidder are, and Gene Hackman aren't Gene in this. Gene Hackman, right. Um, so that is a huge misstep off top. The other element I have this movie that I really have an issue with is Brian Singer. Yeah. You mean just him as a human? And it also translates here a little bit. So Brian Singer is, uh, as I'm sure Matt knows, everyone yeah. knows, he's been kind of blackballed in Hollywood at this point because of the Me Too movement and things like that. Yeah. But was he, um, he's been accused at least several times. Several times, of- starting in 97, Again in 2014, again in 2017, and assault of a minor, even, and again in 2019. So right. all those instances were were of assault against a minor. Like yeah. these are these are and, you know people paid off, and it's all sorts of weird shenanigans going on here. Yep. it's really troubling stuff. Um, he is uh, he's a bisexual man. He is he has a, a kid. I think he he was married at one time. Yeah, um, but it's very troubling allegations there. And I said now it's the point where he is completely. He basically was fired 
two-thirds of the way through Bohemian Rhapsody. Right. Um, which he got a director. He was still direct. Yeah, he was still credited as a director. Right, because how it works is director junior, you, you can only have one person direct a movie. Yeah, I think we've talked about this before, but yeah, remind us. And um, that's just, that's the rule according to directors. So deal. if you're like, is it just whoever does more of the directing, more of the time? Or that's is it just- what they had. A, so the union fought for, you know, the union going to fight for their members. You basically had someone else go through and finish the third of the movie. That person admitted, I forget his name, I'm sorry. That person admitted that Hey, I didn't do a lot here. We, oh, okay. We All kinda, right. We, well, if that's fair. But the studio fair. wanted to get Singer's name off of it, though. They didn't, oh. they didn't want, they want to be dissociated themselves from it because they knew it would hurt them come wartime, and it did. So, like, we don't want to be associated with this movie at all. Uh, it was him to be, but the union's like, whoa, 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 hold up. He did actually direct most of this movie. Yeah. And that movie has some real flaws, and I haven't seen all of it. I will admit I've only seen portions of it, but the editing in it is very choppy, and a lot of it is because you probably have two directors. Regardless, he was fired during a movie. That's how much Hollywood like, was like, enough of this shit. What do you mean that you only saw part of it? I don't understand what you're saying. Uh, I've seen clips. Clips of, oh, the of differences. Bohemian oh, oh, Bohemian Rhapsody. I'm sorry. Right. Go ahead. Yeah. So uh, that movie's real editing issues because he was fired uh, two thirds of the way through that movie. Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen that film. Um, so, but with, with Singer, there's a trend. Okay. Okay. So his first big hit movie is Usual Suspects. Yeah. Which the premise of that movie is someone is basically, is being someone they're not. Yeah. There's a hidden identity there and it's revealed, I don't want to give it anyway, but it's revealed at the, the end of the movie. Right. The next movie does is Apt Pupil, which is a, a, a wonderful uh, Stephen King novella. It is, actually. The whole movie is about a, 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 whole, a guy, uh, Nazi, a Nazi. Who's um, hiding out, right. being someone he's not. In plain sight, in like a suburban America. Yeah. And uh, a young, Kid finds it, a finds teenager him. figures it out. Right. Um, once again, it's all about a, someone hiding wow. something that they're not. And, a lot of, and uh, same with usual suspects. These are both hiding things that are very dark. Jesus Christ. And X-Men, too. It's a bunch X-Men. of people who are fucking- He follows up at people with X-Men. He yeah. actually does four X-Men movies. And yeah. these are all about mutants. People shunned from society. Right. People, and then a lot of people who are saying, uh, are, not, are not what they're saying. They're hiding behind things. Some sort of veneer, some sort of false front. And then he does, in the middle of the X-Men, is two, and he, he, he does Valkyrie, which That's is right. a Tom Cruise movie. Which Valkyrie, yeah, another guy who's kind impersonating. Of a spy in a way. Yeah, he's impersonating, yeah. And, uh, but he also does this movie, um, which is, of course, Superman has, you know, obviously the Clark Kent identity. Sure. So, you know, if you go through his movies, this is Are a guy hiding. All something. like that? Jesus no, Christ. There, there's a really troubling trend there. So, this is a guy that obviously is very drawn, and he even admitted when he was doing Superman, I'm not a comic book guy. I'm a fan of the 78 movie. Mm. And you, I, mean, I am a big comic book guy, I'm a huge DC guy. I love Superman. Superman's one of my favorite, my second favorite character behind Batman. Behind Batman? Well, maybe then also Robin, the Dick Grayson Robin yeah, sure. I love. But Superman's right there. I read a lot of Superman. I've read a lot of Superman comics in my life. I'm a big fan of, and none of those influences were there. It's all the 1978 movie, which I also love, but you can tell this guy's in a comic, mm. but you can tell maybe watching that movie, he really loved the idea. And the 78 movie really gives him identity even more of this guy hiding something that yeah. he's not. And this is, you know, if you go through the trend of singer movies, it's very troubling. Wow. I don't know if they did this in the first movie, but in this one, Clark Kent takes his glasses off and you have a moment where Lois Lane and what white, uh, like Perry Richard, White. Perry, no, it's Richard White. Is in her, this movie, it's Richard White. I'm sorry. Yes. Richard, Jane, uh, Marsden plays him, right? James Marsden. Marsden. Yeah. Look at it. And they kind of think to themselves, is this really Superman? Like right. almost finding him out. Did that, I wonder if that, I can't remember that happening in the 78 version. I well, wonder. So in the second one, she, she figures it out. Well, she, she figures oh, it that's out. right. In the second one, but not the first one. Right. Um, the same one she figures it out. But I wonder, I wonder if that was subconscious for him. Like maybe, maybe, you know, maybe I'm worried about revealing myself too. Oh, well, sure. There's all these identity type yeah. things, you know, that, that go with Superman. The other thing too with this movie that's odd is that the, so when Christopher Reeve plays, and I like Branner Mouth. So just as a disclaimer. Actually, I, I uh, this time watching it, I thought he, I thought he did does, pretty well. He does a good job. It's a really think, good Christopher Reeve yeah. impression too. Yeah. But only he doesn't, he's not able to master the physical comedy really of Christopher Reeve. 
that makes him oh, so good. Yeah. So when Christopher Reeve is Superman, he slouches real low. He loses like four inches. He's so bumbling. He's a perfect Clark Kent. He's yes. a better Clark Kent than he's a Superman. He's perfect. Yeah. And the difference between Christopher Reeve Superman and Christopher Clark Kent is actually pretty different. Yes, it's ridiculous. They don't know who he is. I completely agree. But it, totally ridiculous. You can kind of somewhat on the seventy-eight version, and you can understand. There's his, some he manifests something under. else. Yeah. With this movie, they it's were, the same guy. The same guy. Yeah. It's not even close. It's it's the same exact. It's yeah. just ridiculous. Right. Like how would you not know? It's insane. Yeah. You're right. He can't do the physical comedy. There's no. a couple moments where he like bumps into something. Oh, he bumped. Uh, lo- they're like reaching for the same. Oh, there's a stapler thing or whatever. I think on his desk, she wants to borrow it. He reaches. She does. But he doesn't have the same. He doesn't have anywhere near the same, same no. control over his body as Reeve did. Uh, and Ralph is a pretty good Superman. I think. I think he does. I think he's a not very good car can. I was going in to not like him very much to not appreciate him because I was just trying to think back to how I felt the first time I saw it. And I have to give him credit. I think he did a much better job than I, I thought of in the past. I prefer the man of steel version. The next, the next reboot. I like the darker version of Superman more than I like this cartoony version, but I, but he does a better job than I originally gave him credit for. I don't. Uh, I like, uh, so if, if you had to rank Superman movies for me, it's Superman 1978 number one by a mile. Yeah. And then a pretty good drop off and you have Superman two, and you have a pretty good drop off and you have this movie. And then you have a bit of a drop off and you have Man of Steel, Man of Steel mm. three, and then uh, Quest for Peace. I like Man of Steel. And then you have like the mix of the DC movies. They're, they're, they're awful. The best of the DC movies of all of them is Man of Steel. All the D- hmm. Really? No, the one oh, that, of that, of that, that universe. Of, of that universe. The one that yeah. started with Man of Steel. Right. That's that, the that best was, that, of that, that, of that, of that bunch. I it's better right. than Justice League. Yeah, it's absolutely. Than, it, I think it's even better than Wonder Woman. I know that gets... I haven't seen Aquaman. I actually really like Wonder Woman. I don't. I think it's kind of... I, I, I'm good. also... I mean, I'm just being burnt out you, with comic you're movies, right. You're right. This isn't your thing right now. No, I mean, I love comic movies. I, I, I used to at least, but you're just burnt out with them. I don't know. This... Okay, so let's talk Kevin Spacey. Okay, so that's the other troubling part, because I couldn't... Now I can't... I have a hard time watching him now. See, I had less of a hard... With I this had, one? I had a hard time watching this because of singers directing. I kept being drawn in by the way it was... Things looked, and I kept being reminded, oh, that's right, this guy fucking likes raping kids. Yeah. Uh, Spacey, because he's playing a bad guy here, I could swallow it. If that makes any sense? But he's the same guy. He's almost like the same Underwood, Underwood character, just without the draw. He's kind of that guy he in is. this one. And so I just... I'm seeing a continuation of that. That's who he was you know, 10 years from now or 10 years from that movie is the same guy. Right. So I just, it, it was hard for me to like shut that off. I'm like, oh yeah, this kid, this guy, you know, tried to get it on with a 14 year old kid too, 14 year old actor too. I mean, he's, yes, he's not, you know, this is not. And like, he has a, a, wide, a long history. A long of, history, of, right. Of predatory pre- Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I had a real hard time with him. I know you're not supposed to root for him, but it was hard for me to even think he did a good performance. I just think he's, I just think he's an asshole. I guess because he's playing an asshole, I was able okay to somehow, it? not okay with it, but I was able to be a bit more, it wasn't like he was the hero. I was way more into Parker Posey, honestly. See, I thought I, she did a better she job. She was okay. Um, but I like her in general. She's okay. Yeah, I think she's good. I, I do miss, the whole time I'm watching these scenes, though, I, it's the same exact thing as Superman 78. So you have Gene Hackman. Yeah. You have Ned Beatty, who's hysterical as Otis in oh. 78 version. He's really funny. Oh, yeah. And you have Valerie Perrine, right. who's quite good uh, in, in the 78 version. Yeah. And she's better in the 78 version. She's a lot more human than Parker Posey is in this one. Yeah. Parker Posey is playing this broad, wacky, wild character. She who's is. not behaving and not, I know it's a script, I get it, but no one behaves like this. It's just strange behavior. Sure. 
Um, and I, I just, I never quite, but a lot of it is just, like I said, the script, a lot of things just don't make sense. And you're kind of just like, what's happening no. here? No. The other problem I have with it is it's boring. Yeah, it's long. So the, it's really long, two hours and 20 or something like that. 240. 240, was that what it was? I, I don't even know. I, uh, I, I had a hard time with it, but it was so boring. Even, okay, so the real, like, you know, the action, there, it's very few action moments. Yes. You've got the plane in the beginning, which is kind of cool, yeah. except for the whole premise of the plane is stupid. Stupid. It's like, oh, the you would, okay. So you're going up in this plane and there's a, there's a, a rocket ship on top of it. And that's going to go, you know, that's going to break off of the, of the 747 plane and go into outer space afterwards. You're telling me that there's a pre-programmed launch sequence in there that you can't turn off. Like it is, it's like set to on all the time. So this power surge happens and then they can't turn it off. No, you would never do that. That's completely unsafe. You'd have a situation where the default is off and you have to turn it on. So, I, you know, I, it's ridiculous. And then the CGI, like the, the problem is in, so it's 2006 and those big thing, those big, like, you know, action sequences are all CGI now. So it's like, it, it, and it's CGI of 2006 of 14 years ago. And it just, it doesn't look, doesn't look good. The shots of him in space didn't look like this. You look like a, like a, like a cartoon. It was odd. The effects were almost too clean. Well, um, may, maybe, mm, I don't know. Like he looks like a cartoon. Like, it's, this it is, is. Not, it, it, is that what it is too clean? Oh yeah, I can see that. Yeah, it doesn't look like skin. We're in HD. That you don't see the. It's a very odd looking. I don't know if we've seen effects before, or after that. And maybe it's because we're kind of in this. They're just kind of figuring out CGI. Yeah, this so is so it's uh, not earlier. bad. Yeah, but it's also not mastered yet. No, and it just looks very clean. I do think that uh, the airplane action sequence is quite good, um, but the critique of this movie at the time and, and still, I guess is yeah. that there's just not enough action in this movie. No, you've got that. And then you've got sort of a stupid fight at the end between Lex Luthor and Superman. Like, eh, like he fucking kicks him or something. Oh, with the kryptonite thing. <laughs> it's like, come on. This is like the big bad guy. Like this is the end boss that you have to fight. Come on, come on. Yeah. I, I, my, another issue I have with it is, you know, there's not a lot of action, but we do get a lot of Lois and her son on a boat. We do. Which there's no way any mother would bring her son on that boat. Never. You're going to bring her inside. No way. You wouldn't feel safe. Like, exploring why would you do that? that? Like she's a, and when, and because she does these irresponsible things, you don't really root for her anymore. I don't at all. I actually think she's a bad person. Exactly. And yeah. you're like, Oh, this isn't good. I have a real issue. I don't like the plot. So I am nah. a Superman. I am a Superman fan. And he, you know, she, he never ever in the comics left anywhere for five years. It's not what no. he does. No. Uh, he so, does, he has in the comics went and tried to explore Krypton. So that's it, right? That's the story is that they found, uh, astronomers found what they thought right. was Krypton, Krypton or Krypton's remains yes. or whatever. And so he went to go and look at it. Right. That, and, that's and the deal. And there was nothing and, there apparently. Yeah. Um, which so, in, in then, the comics, there, the point, there are pieces there, but I mean, I can understand wanting to, whatever. But, but you wouldn't tell anybody you're leaving? Hey, I'm going to go. That's weird. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. You know, I, we've had, I've had sex with uh, Lois Lane now. Right. And, oh, no, you know, she might carry my seed. Who knows? Uh, and, but I'm just going to go and fucking, to outer, I'm just going to go to outer space for five years. That makes and no sense. And then she immediately sleeps with that guy? Yeah, I, yeah, right. How would you not know? Like, you, you like, how, so then within like a month, you had sex with James Marsden's character? Is that what happened? Yeah, I, it doesn't really Because for up. you to not know, like, it would have to be really soon thereafter. Right. And then you, you get the Pulitzer Prize for writing a, a, a stupid, like, hissy fit fucking fourth grader, um, you know, paper, why the world doesn't need super or Superman. Meh. Like that's stupid too. Really? I don't know. I mean, I that's dumb. Might've been upset. He left. I don't it's know. It's like high. It's not fourth grade. It's like high school fucking melodrama bullshit. 
Yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I mean, I don't care. I, I guess, but you're, I mean, there was a lot of attention paid on she run a poster. I know, look, this movie is not great. It's not terrible. It's okay. I, I don't have, I mean, it's, it's just, it's, it's okay. How come Superman keeps crash landing into the earth in his ship? Like, can't that thing land? They're, they're like advanced technology I people. Even, I don't understand the end. Why was he crash landing I didn't, at, in the beginning of the movie? Like, and even Marie Saint finds him. Like, why is he? It didn't make sense. It's yeah. like, don't you have a ship? I think he wanted the imagery of, of him crashing to earth. Yeah, because they want to do the same, right? It's yeah. the first thing that happens in the original movie, right? Is that the first thing you see? It's like night happens, they're in the cornfield, and this baby well, crashes. Well, the first thing you see is, is Krypton. Oh, it's Krypton. And that's right. And, yeah, then, that's right. and then they send him off. That's when the credits begin. That's right. Yeah. And then eventually Mom and Pa can't find him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is just, just go watch, if you, I mean, I'm sure everyone has, but just go watch the 78 version. Like, I don't know why, I don't know why we need this, you know? I think, you know, you know what happened too is that, you know, Warner Brothers figured that out and they're like, you know what? This didn't make a ton of money. Why are we doing this? Yeah. Let's just reboot. And right. then Marvel was having all the success and they wanted to build a whole universe. Yeah. So they're like, all right, like, I don't really know what we're doing here. And poor Brandon Routh, he got kind of caught because when, he you know, did. he signed, like we talked before, you know, when you sign on to a franchise, you typically sign for a three movie deal. So he signs for the first movie and then, you know, he, he has the other two movies um, that he's kind of locked into and they keep scheduling stuff. So he has to turn down film projects. Right. And they never make the movie. Yeah, I think he, you know, he thought it was going to happen through like 2008 or something. Yeah. He was like, I think this is still like, Oh, yeah, he was goal. told. I mean, his people were told that it was going to happen. Right. And uh, and it never did. And he was kind of left left in the lurch a bit in his career. Now, he's not a great actor either, but, I mean, you know, it, it's kind of unfair. It is unfair. His I career he, definitely suffered a lot. Yeah, he, it, but. He, I thought he was fine. He did fine. He did a good job. Um, there was some other stuff. Like what... Um, Lex is out of prison because Superman wasn't there to like get I'm interviewed. Okay. I mean, it's a, it's a comic book movie. I mean, I'm not gonna. Nah. That's, I'm not gonna nitpick a comic book movie a ton with the plot points because it is a fictional universe and there is. Yeah, but it's hard. To, to, the problem is this: there's not a lot of action. You have a lot of sl- like slow, like methodical filmmaking throughout here. If you're gonna do that, you're gonna give me time to wonder about these things. Yeah, and so then I see all the fucking holes in the shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I, I usually give so, you know so, some of you know if we're seeing a guy fly around, there's a lot of problems with you know with if you want to go down that rabbit hole, you can spend you know hours doing it of picking little things apart. Well, I mean, we have a podcast sometimes. I guess, talk. but I don't think we. I mean, it's fine. I, I'm more concerned with the fact the filmmaking was so potty. The and I don't mean like potty p l yeah o t you know, yeah I mean, I mean, plotting yeah plotting and just, just yeah. kind of just boring and just long, needlessly long, wasting everybody's time. The action sequences weren't very good. Nah. And then, you know, it's directed by, a, you know, a predator and it stars another predator. I guess it's not great. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's not, 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 it's not great. Uh, you know, go, go see Superman one and two. If you haven't already, um, if you have seen two already, there's a Richard Donner only version, which is interesting. Um, where they kind of, hmm. they allowed him to kind of go and kind of do the Donner edit, if you will. And, yeah. um, so that, you know, there's some interesting stuff out there. Go check, go check those out. This is a skip. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anyone who loves this movie. No, I people like, like it. And it's okay. I kind of fall in that camp, but it's okay. Um, but I, I mean, no one, no one loves this movie. It was really expensive to make too, $200 million to make, which seems like a big, I know you got singer, but it's kind of a big risk for a bunch of unknown actors. Two, don't you think? Well, I guess they. I guess they thought, hey, we got Kevin Spacey, you know, two-time Oscar winner. Yeah, but still, like, yeah, but he's a two-time Oscar winner. That's, he that's is. a big name. I mean, that's you know, that's maybe not Gene Hackman, nineteen seventy-eight, but it's close. Uh, you know, you have, um, you know, they try to get you know good actors like Frank Langella, uh, even Marie Saint, um, but not as many as you think. The cast no. is less star-studded. So when they do Man of Steel, it's. Like so chock full. Now, obviously, yeah. Henry Cavill's a no name. Right. Then you have, you know, Lawrence Fishburne, Amy Adams. Uh, I'm forgetting people. Oh, uh, 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 Russell Crowe. Uh, oh, yeah, Russell Crowe. Michael Crow. Shannon. 
Like, you know, you yeah. have, oh, and Jesse Eisenberg. Yes. I mean, you have, no, that's like stacked. The two cast. parents too. I'm trying to, I'm blanking. Oh, Kevin Costner, Kevin Diane, Costner Lane. Diane Lane. Right. So, I mean, you have, that cast is stacked. Where this stacked. is, I mean, even, even Restaint's a big name. I mean, if you're a film nerd, it, that's legit. I mean. Who is this person? That's, oh no, <laughs> that's not great. Uh, that's uh, Superman's mom. Oh yeah. Yeah. What movie called On the Waterfront? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> On the, what, what's that piece of shit movie? Great movie. Uh, but, We're not going to run into it. No, we're not, but you should still watch it. It's actually a very good movie. Wow. Um, you watch Spirited Away and I'll watch On the, on the Waterfront. That's not That's a terrible. trade. That's not. <laughs> You've well, never well, seen it. You don't even know. It's, I, it's okay. <laughs> I'm not going to have the argument of Spirited Away and On the Waterfront. I'm not going to, I'm not going to have that discussion. I'm sorry. Uh, All right. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's just, that's not, that's not, not comparable. Uh, I don't know. If, if do, Superman, let me ask you this. If yeah. Superman can carry a continent mm-hmm. up into space I and throw know. it into space, how hard? Why is the plane? Such how a, hard? How hard is it to carry the plane? Like he drops it and it fucking spirals down. People are puking out their guts. Of course, no one pukes, but they should right, be puking out their guts. And no uh, one's really that hurt. You see how like the seats no were getting smashed hurt. and smashed. I like, know. Like you, people be broken necks and bones, and everybody's like, "Oh, so bad." Yay. He dropped like the plane is hard for him. He's he fucking flies up a continent, but he's got a shard of fucking uh, kryptonite in his side. I mean, in Superman one, which is a direct sequel from, he like basically stands in the middle of the grand and standing near salt and puts the earth back together again. He does do that. He's very strong. So, so why is this plane? A plane? (laughs) He's like, as he lands in the ball field. That's, that's obviously directors, you know, like what's going on here a little bit. Like, you know, and it's someone who just doesn't care about that element of it. They just want to pay homage to this movie. And they just, they, that's all I've, I will say this. Obviously you have like the psycho, um, you know, uh, 1998 version with, with uh, Vince Vaughn. Uh, Gus Van Sant directed it. What is this? Psycho. Oh, Psycho. I'm sorry. Okay. The, the, the Vince yeah, Vaughn Yeah, I'm with one. you. Yep, I saw That it. was a line, for, shot by shot remake of it. Yeah. Like, there's, it's exactly the same movie. That's right. Yeah. Okay, so absent of like things like that, I've never seen a movie basically like, honestly, Just rip copy off, it? but homage, whatever you want to call it, but basically rip, like take the entire, like repurpose an entire movie like this. Yeah. I've never seen this before. Like, you know, obviously I know you have like internal affair, you know, you have, you know, sure. Uh, you know, there are, you know, uh, what was the other one we did? City of Angels. I City guess of that Angels, was where we yeah. sat, but like, but that, those weren't the same. The, no, the plot was different. And, and like, also this is like iconic. It's just bizarre. And it's like not that much. It wasn't like that much time it elapsed. Not like a hundred years. No, it's strange. Years. It's very strange. It was just, yeah. it, uh, who wanted this? Cause why wouldn't they have just made it? If they wanted to make it a sequel, then actually make it a sequel. They did, I guess. Don't, right? Yeah, but don't make the oh, same plot. Mean, like this is same. Right, so don't you have Lex Luthor have like Brainiac or exactly, something? Yeah, something. I know. I don't. Yeah. I, he, and Assume he, we know Lex Luthor. There's all these nods, like or reboot it, reboot it with Lex Luthor again. Fine, and then you're going to move on and 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 bring some other right. bad guys in. He really wanted to pay tribute to this movie. Very, very weird. So like, even little things like when he goes and gets the kryptonite from the um, museum. Yeah. If you notice, like it says a plaque says 1978 is when they got that kryptonite. It's from Addis Ababa, which is the same place that they get the kryptonite from in 78. Yeah. So it's the same, the night, it's even the same kryptonite they're reusing. Right. It's so fucked up. Like I, I it's just, I, I, it's just not good. Not it, good. It's not great. It's not terrible. It won't make no, my, it won't make my, my anywhere near that. It's no. fine. It's right middle of the road, but to, don't go see, go see 78 Superman again. If you've seen it, see it again. It's a great movie. I watched it again last year. It doesn't, it holds up. It's fine. Is that it? Yeah. Do I make you proud? Mm. I, this is worse. Trust me, dude. This is, this is bottom five. Oh no, this could be. It's, it, this is a, I feel bad for this guy a little bit. I don't know why I kind of do I too. Feel bad for him. Um, but he is like represent, like he's a good representation of American idol oh. for me. Uh, this guy, and it's so brilliant, but it's so gross and disgusting at the same time. But so 
I have, I've never, I don't, I've never heard the song. Did you ever hear I the never song? Heard the song? No, no, no. I never heard the song in my life. Well, one of the reasons why you've never heard the song is because it, because, okay, so he won season, I think, five of uh, American Idol. Okay. With this song. Right. And, um, and Simon Cowell knew that he was going to win. He's like, he even predicted on the show. I didn't watch it because I don't watch this fucking show. This I don't watch talent show. shows. I don't watch the no, voters. I don't watch American Idol. I mean, I've seen a couple episodes of American Idol when it came out. Yeah. Let's see what the hype was about. Yep. But like all these things like, you know, Star Search back when we hey, were up. No, wasn't or, or like this, like The Voice. What's the other ones? Oh, America's, America's Got, Got Talent. Talent. Don't like and any then American Idol. I don't watch these shows. I hate they, it. They don't appeal to They're not interesting. It's stupid. But it's so brilliant because what they, because they get to audition maybe th- a thousand people. Sure. Right. To, to see how good they are. They get to get a lot of content from them. They get to put them on stage and you basically are having America choose the next big star who they've got rights to. Right. You know, they've, they've got a record deal with, they take, I don't know, 50% oh, it's of the commercial. proceeds. It's this huge commercial. And you're basically saying who is the person that you are going to buy their record for? Like, who is that person? And that's this whole thing. And they've got advertisers and sponsors and all sorts of shit. It's, it's like such a smart move, such a money-making move. And Simon Cowell, of, like, no wonder he's such an ornery bastard because he actually knows what talent is. He also actually knows what sells, and that has got to feel so disgusting to him. Like, he knew that this guy was going to sell records, or he knew he was going to win, that America would want this guy because he is the most watered-down piece-of-shit fucking musician you could possibly get. Doesn't... He, he, he'll appeal kind of evenly, blandly to everybody. He's not going to offend anybody. He's not doing anything that challenges anybody. He's just going to be complete fucking wonder bread. And Simon Cowell, he knew it. He's like, this guy is going to win because he knows what he, he knows what like, you know, the lowest common denominator want in music. The people who I guess, watch the show. The people they pick who like, so the other girl he went up against was like Catherine McPhee. Don't know. Yeah. I, Cause I don't know any of these. I know, but, but, but there she, have been a but, few, but she was, for a lot of times, American Idol actually the person who want, who wins isn't the isn't the winner in the long game. Mm. It's almost always the person who finishes in second has the better career. And McPhee had a, has had a much better career than Taylor Hicks has. Yeah, and like you know, uh, even uh, who's the other who's the most famous the the girl uh, Kelly Clarkson. Kelly Clarkson. She's she, a good example. She no. didn't win, right? She. I, I think thought she, she did lose. win. I think I, she lost. I think she was in second place. You could be right because I don't remember. I think it's like the second place people typically had the better careers. Do they? Um. Which is, but I mean, I, I think they, but they all have record contracts with, with yeah, them. They do. it doesn't matter yeah. who wins. It, it doesn't. No, that's the thing. It's let, let America tell us. And then either way, know, we either own way both we're going to win. Matter. Right. It doesn't matter. Um, and then when you win, you get a three month tour. So they try you out. Right. You get like you actually but if you lose, record. you go on a different kind of tour. Do you? Is yeah. There's like, like a tour of... between like the second through 12th all go on the road together. For oh, like, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. They have this multiple, is, yeah. This is a crazy money-making scheme. It's so brilliant. Yes. And gross. And if I'm Simon Cowell, who I actually have respect for, I would think to myself, this, you know, this, this is you have respect for why I think he actually knows what, he can identify talent. Like oh, I think right. he understands what mm. it is, but he's also so jaded he's by having, the he's bullshit. He's a bad week. See what happened to him? No, what happened? He's back. Oh, you in know, a bike he, accident. Is yeah. that what I saw? I guess when you're hearing this, it'd be a week later, but yeah, he's an electric bike and he oh. fell and broke his back. Sorry, Simon. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if somebody stepped in a crack and, uh, I'm just shaking my head right at you. Um, so here's this. I've never been the one to raise my. How is this number one? Oh. I had no joy. It's number one because he won um, America. He won American Idol. Yeah. And so yeah. when you do that, you get 
number one on the billboard. Yeah. Pretty much right away because they hype you up so much. Yeah. But this song has um, the uh, the record for fastest number one tune to fall off the chart. I was going to say something about that. So th- you're absolutely right. So what happened was this was number one, right? Number one. Okay. If you the, were- it debuted at number one. Absolutely. So the for the year in total, and this came out in the middle of the year, so this should have really good standing, right? Like, uh, yep. So for the entire year, this was the 99th biggest hit. Exactly. And you think you see, well, there's only 52 weeks, and a lot of times, move, songs be on there for like for 14 weeks. Week. Right. You're right. So like, how can you be a number one song but also be the 99th song? And you must be right. It must, they must have just plummeted, right? Eight weeks off the charts. Oh Completely my god! Off That's the Hot crazy. 100. It is crazy. It's hard to do. It's it is a it is a feat. Yeah, because it's radio stations Guinness. are lazy. They're just gonna play like, oh, it's number one. We'll play this for a long time. People have to really disavow a song see that's the thing with the song though is it is so benign of anything oh. like it is so formulaically bullshit there's nothing at all there's like no hooks even really there's nothing about it it's so bland that i can you like anyone would get sick of this song immediately you know like you hear it even someone who is very forgiving about this type of adult contemporary music, 10 times you listen to the song on the radio and you're, you're close, you're changing, you're changing the channel. to it. Because it's just, you know it already. Like, it's, there's nothing fun about it. There's nothing fun about it. Here's the, here's the chorus, just so, you know. This is what we dream about. Yeah, here you're rocking out, yeah. It could just be any... This didn't even sound, like, good. You know, no. like, uh, like the, the, or, the other instruments the other musicians the background it all sounds very amateur hour it is extremely like they i bet they record it really fast with studio musicians who will be very accurate but there's nothing there's no flourishes there's nothing fun like i said there's no hooks it feels feels cheap very cheap that's exactly what this is this is cheap and it's different than um uh some of the other i can't remember what our our worst song is right now it's uh is it the full house guy maybe it's the full house guy i just can't remember the name of the song um that was at least like that was just so poorly executed, but at least they tried like they tried some shit. This is this this is just a formula. It's like okay, we're gonna do we're gonna do the Alanis fucking verse, yes. and then we're gonna do the typical like country chorus, and he's gonna sing and it's gonna be fine. Like that's it. This wasn't even a fucking. This wasn't even off his debut record. This was just a single. This is a single. He didn't, he didn't, they, they, they did this. Well, they released yeah, a single. Just, hush, just rushing it out. Cause Rush, the show, exactly. Yeah. They rush it out. And that, with, might, that might be their, um, their MO though. Right. I, I don't know. I'd have well, to like, look. They put out whole albums. They just had, a, they just had, I bet they usually put out a single. I, I have to imagine that. Cause just think about it logistically. Yeah, you just do it right away. You put it out there. Throw it out there. Yeah. But then if for him to go on tour, he has to learn other songs unless he's going to sing all the songs. Maybe he's well, he all, all the songs. Covers from, he just did from maybe, the show. Maybe he, that's what that happened. Yeah. Actually, but but they did release a record in 2006 and it's all original songs. Yeah. So there's no covers on it. So may, I don't know. Maybe. But maybe on concert that you can you're in concert you can just do the covers. You know? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And people like that. They heard he heard it you know, on the show and they feel like the B side is a cover. This isn't him. This is the original. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wait, this you doesn't sound bad. Well, they call them Soul They may not be related, but they do be brothers. That's right. <laughs> they call, what do they call it? Soul Patrol is his nickname. Oh my God. Yeah, his fans are like, the, I think it's the Soul Patrol. But he seems very, um, uh, like very self-deprecating. He seems like to have fun with the fact that he's not a typical, or no, is he not? No, no, you're right. That's why it's hard to like beat him up so much. He does he seems, actually he seems like know who he is. He seems like a nice guy. Yeah. And does seem to be kind of in on the joke. Right. So it's just like, you know, a bunch of like 45 year old ladies like, like my music. 
and I'm just going to fun with it and just kind of ride the wave and like, fuck it. Like he doesn't get in trouble. He's not, he doesn't seem to be an asshole. Like he just kind of goes and does his thing and he doesn't even dye his hair. No, he doesn't. But how it, no, he must've, he was 30 years old when, when he was on, uh, he's gray, but completely gray. Well, he's like, like that was pepper a- then. And then he got grayer. Uh, no, I mean, he like has like natural, like that's his hair. When he's 30? Sure. That's really young to be that but that gray. just shows you how the guy isn't like, he's not, mm, he's not like that. That looked fake I, I to me. I kind of like him. I, I've seen him interviewed a few times. Like, oh, this guy is like, this guy seems kind of cool. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. If he was like my neighbor, that'd be cool. What? If he was like my neighbor or something, that'd be cool. Yeah, but you still have to put this in your bottom five. You got to be cut. I got to look. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm not. This okay. is bad. This song sucks. I'm this not, is I'm not so saying bad. That. I'm just saying the songs we've done have been so terrible it's hard for me to say that because of macarena and uh smooth yeah, I, see, there's other songs that, that i hate more smooth isn't in your bottom five number one it's not anymore i, I don't think bottom, it is i, I thought I, it was for a while and but i don't understand how you can have macarena there oh, like because they weren't trying to do this song like infest your brain but it's, it's just like, a it's joke like, song but it's annoying yes but this song is, no, song is just nothing yeah but that, i choose nothing no he's annoying. trying to do something here though he's like i'm gonna make my my soul moment with for is my soul he, patrol he never seems like he's trying very hard this song he is he wants to he wants to do it like he wants to get out there he wants Doesn't to he wants to wet me. some it, panties and fucking go on uh, tour that's what uh, he wants I think some of the panties probably aren't uh, this is this that's no, not the crowd no, for this <laughs> you're right, you're right. um but, but I that's not it, what the macarena is just this fun stupid party song they, they're annoying and yeah but awful. they're joking but this guy's not joking this guy's taking it seriously i'd rather have someone tell like just not joke and just be like a glass of water, then drink something that tastes gross. And Taylor Hicks is a glass of water. This no, no, no. This is he's nothing. Is nothing there? This is going to be in the bottom five. And you, I you best look, put I it don't there. know if it, I, I don't know if I will. <laughs> I, I, it's a terrible song. I'm not defending the song. It's very bizarre. I've never heard the song before. Really it's very weird. Strange. But it, that's that's got to be what it is. I mean, yeah. 2006. We're not really probably listening to too much of the radio at the time. I don't but, know. I was 26. I, I was driving around a lot. Yeah, but, that you're, time. but you listen to BCN. You're not listening to fucking the. No, I will explain why. I was all over the place. During my personal story, I was uh, I was working for a baseball team in upstate New York. Yeah, but isn't it my personal story? Today? It is. Oh no, I'm not gonna tell the story. Okay. Um, but I'm just saying I I was this moment in time I was driving a ton. I don't know how I didn't hear the song. I must have heard it and just forgot. Yeah. Like I would have heard. Like I was. This is one of the times in my life I was like driving the most to some extent. Okay. And I still and I didn't have like you know I didn't have a smartphone yet or anything. You this know? wouldn't resonate with you like nothing you, it was just like i would definitely turn probably, the channel probably just i would definitely change yeah, this would be gone there's no way i would listen to that piece different, of shit different um like two on my yeah right two right. yeah. well i would be see i would be listening to probably sports radio at that time i listen to a lot of sports radio yeah i don't think i'd be listening to any music like I this to a combo of both i think but you know you may be right yeah this but you were in new york is, so you weren't uh, shit. i was upstate new york upstate new york so you weren't getting like boston stations no you were getting, like, and then i would drive back and forth to new hampshire all the time what the fuck i was dating someone I bet, still she, here. I bet she was worth it. So uh, <laughs> there is a little bit of a rabbit hole that, that I found. So the, the writer of this song is, um, oh, wait, Taylor Hicks, though. He did get a $750,000 book deal right Saw after, that. right after, uh, right after um, the show. You know, that it sounds crazy. Yeah. But think about his audience. They are the ultimate book reading demo. Women 40 to 55 read more than any of the demo. Is that the demo for uh, America for American Idol? No, no, it's the demo for this guy. Oh, it's this guy. 
this guy's known for having like older women really be into him, like older middle-aged women be into him. Well, he's him. like 42. He's getting to be that but age. he wasn't then though. Maybe five. No, he was 30. Well, that's, that's what I mean. They're, that's looking, whole, they're like, hey, there were all these like stuff. older ladies that were like into him. Oh. Um, well, I say older, of course, now in their age, but back then it was older ladies. <laughs> but yeah, like 40s and 50s women are really, and 40s and 50s women read more than anybody else does. So. Oh. My ear is, this head, I had the headphone on my ear and for some reason it really Did hurts. you fold it? Did you fold your ear? I think I did. It hurts. Ow. So I'm like, fuck me the whole show. So if you hear that, I'm sorry. I don't think anybody heard it, okay. but now they know. Now they're going to listen. They're going to fucking rewind and check and see if they heard it. No, no one's doing that. Um, but the, the, what I did find, so the, it's written by Tracy Ackerman with Paul Wilson and Andy Watkins. Taking the headphones off. You can just put one ear on, one ear off. I don't need them. I, but, I've done how many shows about headphones? The whole first, like 20 shows you do, we didn't have headphones. Like 10. Is it Maybe 15. It was whenever we get the music license when I had to get them. Yep, that's right. So it was a while. Well, I'm going to play something else. So uh, you're probably going to let me know. Put I'll put it back on. It's going to be pretty I'll soon do. here. Right, I'll, I'll give, give you a give countdown. Me the, give me the, the, the in the five. Yes, in right. four. I'll do it. In three. Otherwise, and then you, no one mind. will see the two and the one, that's but you'll fine. see it. Good. Like the president. So uh, written by Tracy Ackerman with Paul Wilson and Andy Watkins. Uh, Paul Wilson and Andy Watkins are in a group called Absolute. That's their writing group. Um, but Tracy Ackerman uh, worked with Axe. So she wrote. They they wrote this this song together. And they collaborate a lot, but she was working with people like Celine Dion, Kylie Minogue, uh, Cher, Tina Turner. And as a, um, act as a, as her own solo, uh, artist, she did a single called get here. That is like this adult contemporary song in five, four It's adult contemporary song. Um, but turned into a dance hit. You probably know the song, but I'd never heard this version. It sounds familiar. Yeah. I don't care how you get here. Okay. I never heard the that that version of it before. I've heard the the dull contemporary version. Mm-hmm. There's going to be more playing, so you're just, oh, you just might as well just keep that next to you. All right. Um. But Watkins and Wilson did some early. He they were really like they were DJs and did some cool remixes back in the day, including a uh, remix for um, "Take Me" by I ne- I didn't know this band, but. Everything but the girl. Did you ever? You've, you've ever heard of them? Maybe, yeah, nineties, right? Like yeah, late nineties, early nineties. Oh, maybe not then. Um, but they they probably had a career. But what? But that this this remix of "Take Me" by Everything But the Girl convinced this band called Massive Attack. Oh, Massive Attack again. We had them with right. the uh, uh, the Bittersweet Symphony. It right theirs was unfinished. It was actually Sympathy, not Symphony, but uh, but uh, okay. unfinished Sympathy. Massive Attack is a, they're, they're like a songwriting group. They do a lot of DJ like beats music and they'll get singers to come in. Like Tricky would do rap with them or they just do a bunch of different stuff like that. But that, um, that remix, um, that Absolute did convince them to use Tracy Thorne from everything but the girl on their song Protection. And Protection is my very favorite song by Massive Attack. It's fine. It's good. I have the background. It's fine. It's a very good song. It's It's fine. I I, I read a book to it. It's cool. I can have in the background while I read a book. I really don't like your attitude in this episode. What's going on with with that? (laughs) How is that not a good attitude? I would have it on when I read a book. That's not like that's not negative. Yeah, and the lyrics to this fucking song are terrible. I've never been the one to raise my hand. That was not me, and now that's who I am. Because of you, I am standing tall. Oh, okay. 
So am I not supposed to like this song? I'm confused. You said it was no, your favorite the, song. No, that's the Do I Make You Proud song. Well, that we're, song sucks. we're back on there. All right. That's the, those lyrics that are like. Bad. Okay. I guess we're done with the song then. It's a piece of shit. It's a bad song. Yeah. Is it not? It, I think the more interesting thing, I think I think kind of what you wrote with there, and I think you probably agree, is like the, the American Idol, like the machine. Right? It is like, a huge machine. And it, you know, it does influence music. It is, it is, it has become. I will say the stars don't, although maybe I'm getting old. I don't feel like the stars are being manufactured the same rate they were when the show first started. Maybe and it was such, it was such, an, it was so in the zeitgeist. Oh, like right. Kelly Clarkson, even like Ruben Stutter, that Justin guy. Like yeah. I've never watched more than two episodes of the show, but I know who these people are. Yep. Where now you don't. It's kind of like long. I don't know choose. anybody. I don't know yeah. who the judges are even. Right, right. Uh, yeah. I mean, Is before, Steven Tyler on or something? Where, I think he like, was and he was gone. Yeah. I, I mean, maybe, maybe you could, right, exactly. Or Gwen Stefani might be, or she might be on The Voice. She's in The Voice. Okay, um, yeah, which is now, that's the bigger show, I guess. But even Is then, it? like, I don't know who these people, yeah, but yeah. like, uh, like, but just the idea, like, you know, Simon, Ka- you know, it is such a brilliant idea. It's, it's exploitive and it's shitty and it's boring for me to watch, but you can't argue the genius of creating the show. Right. That's basically your talent auditions and you make money off of it. Yeah. That's pretty good. That is pretty fucking good. That you is make really money smart. Off in two, in two ways. In two ways. It, on the like show. Coming and going. And, and this, <laughs> and this. Talk. So that's pretty, pretty good. I'll give them credit. I think they also have long contracts with these guys too. Like they, they have sort of first wire refusal and, and own them for a while. Yeah. Um, I wonder how long Kelly Clarkson was under that. I mean, maybe, maybe for a long time, but, but uh, she did have a good career. There's some of her songs that I really like actually. She's, she's pretty talented, but yeah, moving yeah. on. Okay. So, uh, I was never bullied as a kid. Were you ever bullied as a kid? Bullied. So, uh, bullied how, I guess. Like, it's... whatever. Like, physically bu- bullied oh, no, people. Never physically bullied. I, I, think... I, I was made fun of, like, yeah. fit, I was a new kid, fifth and sixth grade. We're kind of tough. Right. Um, when I was a new kid in Hooksit, when I moved to New Hampshire, I was a little, but like, I never had, like, little... my lunch money stolen. I was never stuffed no, in a locker. Never. I was never, you know, my, with the guys I hung out with, a lot of, you know, I, I was in, especially New Hampshire, it was very much like a... We just kind of made fun of each other. Yeah. Plus, you're—I mean—you're a really small town, so you—you're, you know—you really know everybody. It's, yes. it's hard. You kind of have to when it's that small. If your class was like forty people or yeah. something, yeah. And my like, elementary school, my high school was bigger, but my elementary, yeah. my high school was like one twenty because it was different towns. But in junior high, there's nowhere to hide. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, it's like you—you kind of have to get along, yeah. or you're just—you know—it's going to be miserable, right. for However long you're there. And I went to bigger school, you know. So hooks it was smaller. I think there was a hundred in my class, you know, going up through eighth grade, and then you know, and then it was. Uh, there were 2000 people in my school when I went to high school, but I was never real. Like, you know, I had some, I don't even think I had any physical altercations really with anybody. It's just, you know, I played sports. I just kind of, I was in a bunch of different groups, some athletic groups, music group, like all that stuff. So I just didn't, I kind of got along with most people. Um, and maybe, I, yeah, I was, I wasn't necessarily, I wasn't in like some sort of cool kid click or whatever, but I was never really made fun of, picked on. I had it pretty easy. Okay. Actually a lot easier than a lot of people did. Yeah. Um, but I was a sensitive kid too. So I think like, you know, I, I think that the, the, it, it could have been there. If, if, if someone did turn their sights on me, it could, it might've been, might've been ugly, but I didn't really receive my first, I didn't understand really what bully was to a visceral level until right around this time, a little bit, a little, just like a couple months. After so now yeah. you're like 20 something years old. 27 years old, okay. oh, 28 years old. Right. Yeah, I know. It seems weird that it would be that long. I mean, I, but it just, it's, that's the, I guess that's the world. I've never been a violent per like mm-hmm. person. It just, I don't, I, I think, you know, I'd protect myself or my family or whatever, but I don't initiate force. That's okay. not me. Um, so it's just a few months after this actually, but I thought it was poignant okay. for the time. So I'm in San Francisco, San Francisco, a few months after this. Um, and uh, it was very early on in my stay there. And so I'm driving around 
uh, and I'm, and I remember like early on, I wanted, I was like, I'm going to make San Francisco like my city. I'm going to fucking learn this shit. Sure. It's like, you, you might as well. So I'm driving, you know, I, I, I got used to driving into the city. I was playing, um, open mics. I was doing all sorts of stuff. And this one day, I can't remember why I was in the city, but it was daytime. It wasn't nighttime. It was in there for some reason. I don't know. Maybe I was touring something. I did like bus tours and all sorts of shit in the beginning too, just to kind of get a lay of the land. But it was early on. And I'm driving um, on the Embarcadero. And remember, we saw that shot in um, in Interview with the Vampire yep. where they go, like you see, you actually see the, the facade of the Embarcadero over the water. You, you, you water Embarcadero and then you're in the street, you're in Market Street basically. But I'm driving, but there's a road that cuts into the island or into the, into San Francisco where I'm driving uh, parallel to the bay on the Embarcadero. That's what the road's called too. And this guy is really aggressive behind me, like really aggressive. And I'm just driving normally, but I see he's like fucking tailgating me. And he's like, he's doing one of those things where he's like getting close and like pulling away. And like, he, there's a lot of traffic, so he can't get beyond me, but he wants to, and I'm not doing anything or blocking. And I, like I drive pretty aggressively anyway, but not unsafe aggressively. I just, you, you drive as aggressive as you need to, to get out of situations or whatever, but I'm certainly not a fucking grandma okay. driving slowly on the fucking Embarcadero. I'm doing what the traffic's doing. Um, and red light happens. I stop. He hits me. Oh yeah. So I'm like, what a fucking idiot, <laughs> but it's fine. Whatever. I, I don't, it's fine. Like I'm not hurt, but we pull over because, yeah. because, um, I mean, that's what you do. Like I was going to inspect the damage and see what the ha- what right. happens. So I pull over and I can, and I'm looking in my rear view mirror and I can see the guy's agitated. Yeah. Like he's ticked off. I'm like, why does he fucking hit me? Like what the fuck is going on? Right. So I like, you know, I, um, and this is before, so I've got a, my cell phone. I have like a Blackberry at the time. Right. Yeah. I don't even, I don't have an iPhone. I no, think no, this, no, this, this is like, right. well, it was like right around this time, but yeah. I didn't have that. So it wasn't, e- you know, right now you have some, you've got some things like with your phone that would help you out in this situation. But I don't. I've got this BlackBerry, and I think it takes pictures too. But it's such a pain in the ass, and there's like a roller wheel and like buttons and shit. So, but I've you know I I, I can't remember what I did, but I made sure I had my my shit together, and I go out of the car, and the guy gets right in my face, and he fuck and he like starts screaming at me, like why the fuck were you like where you know why didn't you fucking like move forward and why were you fucking like you know uh, driving so fucking slow and I'm like dude you hit me. And, uh, and so I like move past him and, um, and go to the back and like, I look at my bumper and I don't really like, I see like a little bit of damage, but not a lot. And, uh, and, uh, and he's like, and I was like, he's like, I'm like, do you have insurance? Was, you know, I was like, what's your, you know, do you have your license? Do you have, why, you know, you show me your license. I'm not going to show you my fucking license. Why do you, you know, there's no damage here. I'm just going to fucking take off. And I'm like, fine. I'm just going to, you know, you're going to be like this. I'm just going to call it. I'll call the cops then. You don't want to just handle this. He's like, you're going to fucking call the cops over this. What the fuck is your problem? You're fucking driving so slow up there. Just all like really in my face, getting angry. He's about as tall as me. He's an older guy. And I'm like, my adrenaline starts going so hard that I like, I can't even like, I can't, I like, I'm having a hard time thinking. Like I'm usually really cool in, in difficult situations. Okay. Like I have a pretty good idea, like a pretty good way of being able to focus you know, if there's, if I've been in situations where, but like there's been emergencies, my buddy, whatever medical stuff, mm-hmm. whatever. And I, and I can focus and click in and do what needs to happen and think and find not in this situation. I was like, I could not focus at all. I'm like bumbling around. I'm trying to like open my phone. I'm like, I call, you know, I call the cops, whatever. And, and I, and like, he is just, I, I like can barely get it done. He's like, you, you have no fucking damage here. I'm taking off. You fucker. I'm not waiting for no cops. 
And then he gets in his car and I see there's a woman in the car with him and she is appalled. I see the look on her face. She's like fucking frightened and appalled and freaked out and like whatever. He gets in his car and he takes off. And I'm like, what the fuck just happened? And, and like, I, and so, so I, I, I like, I dialed the cop and, and he's, he's like, is there any damage in the car? Like the San Francisco cops, they've got other things to do. They don't right. give a shit. They don't right. give a shit. So uh, they're like, come into the precinct and file a report. So I go in and, uh, um, was there damage to your car? Yeah. Just a little, like just a, not a lot, just like a, a so little are you dent. just like, ah, fuck it. Yeah. You know? But, I, but I'm like, so fucking, uh, yeah, I don't know. Okay. I can, I can have that reaction. It's okay. I'm so fucking appalled that this fuck, I can't believe that you're just going to side with this motherfucker. I'm not siding with, no, I'm siding with your sanity. I'm siding with. Have you ever been in a situation which is so heightened? Right. In the moment you're like, you're all, I get it. Like you're like, like, and I want this, I want this guy fucking gone. Like I want this guy to be fucking arrested. So in in that moment, I totally, I totally be like, what the fuck? And the guy leaves you like, I'd be like shaking. So right. But then you get back in the car and you're like, all right. Nah, that's not what happened. Situation nah, here. I have never been s- dressed down like that before. And let me see what's going to work never. best for me, for my sanity. That's never, that's, that was not in my vocabulary then. I'd never been bullied before. That had never happened before when someone got in my face like that, ever. And this guy was completely irrationally in my face. He, he, fuck, he fucked this no, up. He was the asshole. He was the asshole. I, that's but, never happened but before. But in life, there are assholes. And you just got to deal with them, move on. Are you really going to talk? Like, I'm telling you what I was in the moment at that time. I know. No, I hear, I would. Okay. That happened to me. I think, I, but, but we don't need to process okay. like what I should have done at that time. Like, okay. I'm not ready for that yet. Okay. Let me finish the story. Go ahead. So I go to the cops and they don't want to do it. They're like, you're fine. Like, do you, are, is there anything wrong with you? No. Is there anything? Is, is there anything wrong with the car? I've got a little dent. Well, fucking, you know, we've got murders to solve. Right. All right, fine. Fuck off. So I leave. Yeah, but now I've been, it's like I've been violated. You got screwed. I've been fucking violated. I've been violated by the people who are supposed to protect me. Right. I mean. Right. Right. The cops ignore, the cops. They ignored me. I got violated by some asshole who, you know, who was fucking wrong and got my face. Like I thought it was good. I looked like it was going to get physical. He he gets away with it because he's a dick. Right. 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 So if he's a good person, he gets not fucked. But And what did I do? Like I didn't push back. Did nothing wrong. And you got a dent in your car. Yeah, but I didn't, and I didn't push back either. I didn't right. say, shut the fuck up, asshole. Right. Get the fuck, like sit worse. the fuck down. Right. Like what the fuck are you doing? Right. You asshole. Like you hit my fucking car, sit fucking down and we're going to get the cops here and sort this out. Asshole. Like, no, you're misunderstanding me. So you're totally, you're totally the victim there. I am the victim there. hundred percent. I know. I'm, I'm trying to, but, but uh, unfortunately in life, like it just isn't fair. And it's just like, sometimes you just like, you know, is it even worth going? You know what I mean? At that point, it's, it's like, it's like a game, a game, but it's like a mathematical equation. Like, is it even worth going to the cops? And then having that sort of interaction, which is so frustrating. It's like, I fucking pay you my taxes. I go here and you're going to ignore me. But you knew when you walked in there, you probably, you're a smart guy. You knew you're going to be ignored when you walked in there. No, I didn't. Really? Yeah, I wasn't thinking straight, obviously. I know. Right. I thought that I actually, at that time, I thought they were there to protect me, yeah. like that they were on the side of justice, but they weren't on the side you of justice. You just said you were in San But like, I bet it had happened what? two years later and you were in San Francisco for two more years, you would have been a lot more cynical. You probably wouldn't have, maybe you would have gotten in, but you would have had a better idea of what you were going to get when you walked in. Yeah, but I still felt violated. There was still an emotional cost to this entire thing. Sure. Okay. So that stayed with me for a while. Okay. I would think back to it and be completely embarrassed. Sure. That that's the way that I handled yeah. that situation. Oh, I don't know. Okay. I, I understand that, but you shouldn't have been, but I understand that. Okay. So, so, I'm on your side on this, by the way. You seem very agitated with me it's right because now. because you're not letting me finish the fucking story. Like, I'm okay. just let me, let me get to the, like, okay. let me get to the thing. All right. Let me get to the thing. All right. 
I, I don't know that it works anymore, honestly. I want to hear the end of the story. I wasn't, I, I was just, I was just reacting. I wasn't. No, I know, but I know these things. Like I know what, I know what I should have done. I know yeah. how I should have felt. I know how, like, I know that stuff, of course, in retrospect, I see that. But at the time, that's, that's just not how it was. And so looking back at it, you know, for, for, for probably years afterwards, like I would, I would, I let it go away. But years afterwards, I was like, I let some guy fucking dress me, like do something wrong, dress me down. And I like, and I just, I just like took it. And who knows? He could have been a crazy bitch. He might have had a gun. He might've shot me in the face. If I did anything, might've saved my life. But I also, I I let him fucking violate me, fucking violate me. So I think the other side of it too, is you mentioned there's a woman in the car. Let's say you do escalate things. Now her, she could be at risk. You did the right thing. Like I know in hindsight, you know, it's a lot easier for me to say that I'm not in that situation, but if like, let's say, I don't know, let's say my brother-in-law told me that story. I'd be so thankful that he behaved the way he did. You know what I mean? Or whatever. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like you did the right thing. You got screwed by the system and by things not being fair, but you did the right thing. You did what I would hope I would do in that situation. Okay. So here's how I got over it. So years later, I, you know, I have a, I have a problem with flying. Okay. Yeah. Right, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, so one of the, so one of the, like one of the therapies that I have tried to, that I've tried is, um, basically it's NLP. What does that mean? It's a uh, neuro linguistic programming, which is, it, it doesn't matter. It's basically like visualization. It's putting yourself in the situation and redoing the situation in your head with an outcome that you want. Okay. Basically. And that was one of the, so flight, that, that's how I learned the technique, but but what happened was years later, I was like, I need, like, I still, so like, I, I usually I don't think about this thing, but then if I think about it again, it comes back and I feel that, that same emotion, that same victimhood again. So I was like, Hmm, I wonder if I can try this NLP for, for this particular moment. So I did. Um, so I would sit there and meditate and put myself back in that situation and change the situation, change my reaction. So one of the ways that I would change my reaction, the way that I would visualize it, I would be much calmer, not affected at all by his, I just basically water and flowed right through it and calm him down. And, you know, and basically like, Hey, no big deal. And like fucking move on and like, let it go. Okay. So I, I, I basically, I gave myself a different outcome in my head and over time doing that over and over and over again, it actually changed the way that I feel about that situation. I don't feel victim. I don't feel the victimhood anymore. No, I don't okay. feel any of it. It's gone. It's completely gone because I worked it out in my head by visualizing it over and over. Which changes the way that I feel about bullying too. It's like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't have the same, like I, if someone I've had, so since then I've had situations where people have gotten to my face and like that shit doesn't even like, it doesn't, it doesn't, so you doesn't react- have that same Im- impact. Like I, I just, I have, it's only, we've talked about this before too, that I have a different abstraction layer too. Like I push back, oh, like I physically in my head, look at it. Like I'm pushing back from the situation and see the greater universe around it. And I don't, and like, then it seems so minuscule. It doesn't, it just, it doesn't, doesn't impact me the same way. I mean, I could get frustrated with it or angry at it, but it, I'd never feel like a victim anymore. I always feel empowered in those situations. They never fuck with me anymore. Doesn't doesn't have the same fucking impact. I don't, I never, it can frustrate me, like I said, or make me, but I never feel victim, victimized again, ever. That's good. I mean, you shouldn't feel, like, you shouldn't, you shouldn't have felt victimized at all. I mean, I understand you can't help what you feel. Shouldn't. <laughs> well, you shouldn't have, like, because you, you, you weren't, you didn't do anything, like, you did nothing wrong. I did nothing wrong. But so you I shouldn't think, have felt, like, you shouldn't, you did everything right, you just were let down by the world not being fair. Yeah. That, you know, and I guess in theory you're a victim, but 
you did the best you could and you didn't do anything wrong. Like I, I you should hold your head up high. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I did nothing I wrong. Mean, I just think it I think it's, that's just the natural, like, you know, if you feel like if you've been, I just think, it, yeah, anytime you feel like you've been fucking violated or, or belittled or something like that, that, that had, that's the emotional, I'd never really, that had never really like crept into me like that before. That's, sure. It's not a situation yeah. that had ever happened. No, it's rattling. It's rattling. No, you know, I'm sure. Yeah, it definitely it's rattling. For yeah. Sure. I think, I think you reacted. I don't know that you tell me that story. That's like, oh, that's pretty normal reaction. I think to hopefully a good reaction to someone being a complete asshole. The problem is when you don't, when you're not at like, when you aren't reacting the way that you feel like you would in a normal circle, you as a normal person would react in that situation. You also get a lot of resentment and anger there too. Like you, you feel, you know, you go back and you want to fucking kill that guy sure. or something. Oh, right. Of course. So it's just destructive. You just gotta, you gotta clear it. Yeah. So, anyway. Well, it's uh, good. You don't, you know, want to kill him anymore? I guess. Yeah. No, I figured out how to clear seem, it. Seem angry there, but if you say so, <laughs> I was angry at you because I felt because I, I, I was trying to get it. Uh, it's fine. I don't even know what I did wrong there, but I, I know what I'm being an asshole. I don't think I was there. You probably weren't being, it, I just couldn't get to my thing. I was trying to get to my thing. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't think I was even really interrupting. I think I made a sound and you flipped out. But that's not we, what happened. We, we, well, we'll, we'll check the tape. Yeah, tape's there. I, I think, I think, I think I'm going to come out. It'll smell like a rose now in a little bit. <laughs> we'll find out. Uh, okay. So, uh, quick headlines. We'll get out of here before I, uh, do something else to you're fine it. no i've cleared uh, it uh june 25th yeah uh warren buffett pledges 37 billion dollars to bill and melinda gates foundation making that foundation the biggest charity foundation in the world did you do that time. in one fell swoop or was that over time no you know? it's over time it's kind of a complicated thing yeah. and it ha- includes some of the future pledges but the idea was 37 billion uh eventually which which makes it though between all obviously bill gates and uh I think what do they do like stuff with clean water and hunger and stuff for kids worldwide. Bill Gates is a bunch of, yeah. there's a bunch of different things. That's probably part of it. June 28th. Yeah. Uh, Raptors draft Andrea Bagnani uh, in the, maybe the worst NBA draft ever. And here's why. So that's the same draft as Celtics got Rajon Rondo at 22, which might be the best player in that draft. Was he at 20? I thought he was nine. I think he was 22. You could be right. Yeah. Uh, I think, uh, but like uh, Brandon Roy is in that draft. But the draft oh, right. itself is terrible. Yeah. Uh, and the reason is because the year before was the last year they allowed high school kids to be drafted. Oh, yes. So all the high school kids got drafted and right. there was nothing left. So the poor Raptors, like, yes, they had a horrible year, but they picked the worst year to have a horrible mm. year, the worst year to win the lottery because they end up with Bagnani, who actually was like, okay. Yeah. But like, that's not, that's like a number nine or 10 pick. No, it's you want a, a franchise player. Right. You're looking for a franchise player. And there really one. wasn't one in the draft. Even yeah. Rondo is he's good. He's not a franchise player. No, he's not. He was very, he was integral to the 2000, whatever, Maybe eight like championship. Brandon Roy, before he got hurt, was like that kind of player. But even then, I don't know. One. No I mean, one else though? Like a, no one else in that well, draft? There's not much there. It's like yeah. Rudy Gay's in that draft. It's rough, dude. Oh. And, um, but it's all because of just that, that, that one year because of the rule <laughs> change. And even another rule change too, like you had to be 19 or over. So even if you had a really young freshman at 18 you couldn't draft him either that's stupid these rules are stupid um so let's do i want to do so oh by the way there's not much going on that week for headlines so so i'm gonna have a hard time picking or you can just not do much uh this week in box office number one is superman returns with 52 million dollars it opened number one jesus Number two is a movie we're doing Saturday, uh, Friday, Devil Wears Prada, twenty-seven right. million. Both of those movies open that week. You know, summer, big July Fourth. You know, big, big week. Was that is that really a typical Devil's Devil Wears Prada? Is that a typical blockbuster film? No, not for the summer. No, especially no. Uh, it that just hit That's all the, hit all the right marks. Yeah. But, you know, you figure too, it's like good counter programming and Superman. All the guys, Superman, women can go see that. Yeah. Uh, number three, which was number one the week before, which is Click, the Adam Sandler movie, which made about twenty million. Yeah. Number four, and this has been out for a while. At that point was Cars. 
Yep. Uh, made $14 million. And then you have Nacho Libre, which is a Jack Black movie. Oh, I remember. Made about $6 million. Piece of shit. Did you ever see that? I have not. Oh. The Lake House, which unfortunately I did see, uh, made Keanu? about five. I think it's Reeves and uh, Sandra Bullock, right? Yeah. It made $5 million. Um, Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. I've seen it. That's uh, number three, I think, in the uh, franchise. I think you might be right. Um, and then another movie I never even heard of called Waste Deep made three million. No idea what that is. Number nine is The Breakup, which made three million. Which uh, oh no, my god! But this, these movies have been out for a while, so you know this isn't all new releases. So right, um, that's and, actually a sneaky good film. It's okay. Yeah. Um, and it kind of I'll, I'll maybe make a mention of it tomorrow. I, I'm sorry, uh, Friday in our Friday. Uh, personal story. Oh, cool. really? I I just saw it there. Ooh, you know? All right. Uh, Da Vinci Code, which we've covered already, was number 10. I've been out for a while. Yeah. And that made a couple of million bucks. Um, so you see that summer, they did have some pretty big hit. You know, Adam Sandler movie, had Superman, obviously had The Devil Wears Prada, which wasn't supposed to be a hit, but, you know, became one kind right. of. Um, and some other movies that were kind of, oh, The Breakup, you know, had big stars in it. Um, Huge Vince stars, Vaughan, Aniston, Aniston and, right. Yeah, so. Vince Vaughn after, like, he, yeah, Keith Vince Vaughn probably. Pretty much, yeah. uh, and Aniston was, they were going out at the time or maybe they'd just broken up, right? They, so Something like that. I think and they were dating during it but broke up right before. So and they really that, marketed that as a funny movie and that that was, that, it was a not what I was expecting. not the easiest it. watch for a it comedy. It is not yeah. easy. That's not a comedy. I don't think that's a yeah, comedy at all. It wasn't funny, but yeah. I thought it was. It's okay. Good. Um, that's all I guess so we're back uh, on Friday. Friday with The Devil Wears Prada. And Crazy by Narls Barkley. I think you go, all right. See you then. All right, see you.